and welcome to the Redesigning Your Relationship podcast with your hosts, Yvette Valdenegro and Giovanna Burgess-White. Each week, we'll be discussing topics around relationships with a tangible, current, and forward approach. We dive deep and do not shy away from keeping the topic for your interpersonal relationships real. From business associates, acquaintances, to the most intimate relationships, we cover it all. You will laugh, learn, and be inspired by our approach, conversation, and amazing guests. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Redesigning Your Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Giovanna Burgess-White, with my co-host, Yvette Valdenegro. And we're celebrating a belated National Marriage Week because it was back on February 7th through the 14th. Yep. And we were in our self-love series and we didn't want to break that up. So, hey, let's celebrate it. It's belated. We can talk about it. I mean, it shouldn't be a week. We should be celebrating marriage all the time. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yes, we didn't want to break up anybody's love by talking about marriage, which marriage is amazing. So in our research and all the fun things that we've been doing about love, um, there is a week and it's called the National Marriage Week. And it really is truly funded, it seems like, and supported mainly by the Catholic Church, but it is a national thing. And I loved when I read their purpose because it's really in alignment. So here, to bring people together, organizations and business for strengthening marriage in communities and influencing the culture. When I saw the marriage in our communities, which is we're 100% behind strengthening marriages and influencing the culture. Hi. Yes. Because marriage is a thing. It's a cultural institution actually. And it's shifting. It really is shifting. Everyone who's listening to this, who's listened, we, you know, that we were formerly in the wedding industry. So we've seen, well, I can say 15 years at least of what, Weddings were like 15 years ago, marriages 15 years ago, love 15 years ago, counseling 15, The whole, it has shifted dramatically. But what does that really mean today, right? 15 years later, the things that we see. And um, the, I can say that I was like a trendsetter like 12 years ago because everyone's like, oh, I can do that. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that forever. <laughs> Things are changing. And what we've seen too is that there's actually a decrease in people getting married. Mm-hmm. And there's a decrease even in when people are getting married mm-hmm. because the younger generation, actually, I think, is starting to figure it out mm-hmm. that they need to focus in on themselves, figure out their own life purpose and journey before they decide to put a ring on it and be bound, literally. To somebody else. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There's no rush. There's absolutely no rush in getting married. But we also want to support as we do marriages too. So um, I love the marriage that you and Chris have. I think it's such a beautiful balance of two people who absolutely have their own lives and doing their own thing. But when you guys are together, you're together and you make it work. So I actually would just want to ask you your thoughts of if you could just, if someone out there is listening, right. And you, and they're like, what is it to you that makes a marriage work? Like what would the advice be for you? 
to give to someone else. Okay. This is not going to be easy for everyone to hear, but it's I, think, okay. I think it's important. And for the people who know me and who know Chris, who know us and our whole family dynamic and situation, patience, communication, clear boundaries. But I think the number one thing is what is your purpose as an individual? What are your goals as an individual? What does your life look like? What life are you creating as an individual? And then you almost have a separate game plan on your life together because it has to align. You can't be on two different, like have two different goals, two different types of dreams and be supportive of one another. And I think that's where it gets hard. We've, you and I coached engaged couples for years and they thought we were crazy. Those thoughts, feelings, beliefs, dreams, whatever you want to call it, are in your body and your soul and your mind. And if you don't talk about that with your partner, you will live a life that you absolutely hate. And I think that right then and there is knowing who are we as individuals? What are our goals? What's, again, that legacy? What do I want to leave behind? What am I, What is my purpose on this earth? Do you understand that? Great. What's our life going to look like together? Because we, I don't want people like, we don't have separate lives. We have our life and we have our lives, our life, our lives, our purpose, our lives. And I think that that's, and there's seasons and it's going to be different. You know, everybody talks about that. The kids are little, it's one season. The kids are in high school, it's a different season. The kids are out of the house, it's a different season. You have to have those conversations over and over and over again. It's all about growth. It's all about change. It's all about communication and taking the time. To, to do all that. I mean, it seems like, oh, that's like, let me put that on a checklist. No, it's, it's a lot. It takes a lot of time. It takes very uncomfortable conversations, but you have to have them. And that includes talking about money, talks, includes talking about sex. It includes talking about things that maybe you want and need in your life that you didn't need before, but you got to talk about it. So I hope that helped. <laughs> It'll help. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I wrote down some things because I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, it I, it's not like, a oh, I'm going to get married and all that's going to happen. It takes time. It totally takes time. Yeah. So I, th I thought, okay, if someone asked me the same question, because I was married technically for 18 years. And I think that definitely gives a sounding board to the not so great side of marriage and the wonderful side. First thing up, I wrote down first thing communication. Yeah. I know that I know that I am like, someone could call me the over communicator. I'd rather someone call me the over communicator than, Oh my God, I have no idea what you're thinking. You don't have to worry about what I'm thinking when you're around me. I will definitely let you know, but I think it's great because then there's no guessing. You just communicate. Um, but in that, I also think it's better to communicate and to say how you're feeling than to wonder because now I'm seeing the opposite. The great possibility that by communicating, it's there's greater understanding and more possibilities of positive things can happen than when you just don't say anything. Nothing happens when you don't say anything. So if I'm just sitting here, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it, then I only have myself to blame for something that's not changing. So communication for sure. Then I was like, you know what? It really is an adventure. 
It doesn't end when you put a ring on it. Marriage continues. So the three P's I put in there is like, it just came like this. I was like, oh my God, this is, you need to prepare. Oh yeah. And preparing never stops, by the way. Prepare before you get married, prepare during marriage, prepare for all the different changes you're going through, maybe always prepare. Practice. You have to practice what you're learning and growing and all that preparing. And then be patient, like you said. Oh my God. It marriage is patience. That person that you decided to get married to, they're not perfect. And guess what? Neither are you. No. Neither are you. Perfection doesn't exist. Let's get that out of your brain. Yeah. Perfect relationship. There's no perfect marriage. But I do like the three piece. Because you do have to prep. That's why I said seasonal. Like your our lives have completely changed from season to season. And it's also this kind of like, hey, new game plan, new vision, new goals. And that again it goes back to time, money, communication, sex. I mean, those are the things. Those are the top three reasons for divorce. So it's like you gotta have those people are getting divorced for that reason. Both of you guys know I'm divorced, remarried. Those were the main reasons why we got divorced. Not a bad person, just wasn't communicating correctly. You know, we didn't like talk about money. So it's like, you got to be able to have, it's easy to have the great fun conversations. We have to have the other ones too, because it gets easier as it goes by. Like now talking about those things aren't as hard for either one of us because we've already ripped off the bandaid and yep. you're going to go through all that. You're going to go through the hardship, but it makes it better. That's just like your business. You got to go through the bad, got to fail to get right back up, to do it all over again. Yeah. You know, you also have to live a life. And I think this is in general, not just in marital relationships. I think it's in any relationship. You've got to have a heart that lives and understands and does the act of forgiveness. You cannot hold on to stuff. And I know, listen, I can see myself in the screen. I know. I get it. It sucks. And you think, I'm, I'm, this makes me feel better to hold on to say a negative thought or feeling about this person. No, it doesn't. It doesn't serve you at all. And actually you're hurting yourself more than you could ever imagine. It's not even affecting the other person. They don't even, let's put it this way. Anyone in your life that you can't forgive, they don't even know. So what, what is it doing? But moving on from forgiveness, you know, Somewhere in a, in the decision in marriage, you have to you're you're making conscious decisions that says I am working towards making this happen, or you've just given up. And as long as there's the I'm working towards something, then there's things that you can be being, and there's things that you can be doing. Hi, this is Jess Molly Mercier of JMM Artist Designer. I'm a brand strategist graphic and web designer, and an abstract artist. My passion is helping business owners take their business to the next level with strategic, polished, and professional branding. I believe that your visual handshake can connect you emotionally with the clients you truly want to help succeed. You can find me at jmmartistdesigner.com or on Facebook and Instagram at jmmartistdesigner. I look forward to connecting with you. JMM Artist Designer, Branding with a Soul. And one of the things that I really highly believe in, always have, is having special time carved out for just you and your significant other. Date nights, whatever you want to call it, is so, and just the two of you. Phones off, 
no kids, no distractions. It doesn't matter. You could be sitting on the sofa drinking a glass of wine is just as amazing as taking a trip around the world. Well, in different ways, but the point of being together and really spending time. But you can be doing your day in and day out. These people nine to five come home, you know, both, both parents nine to five, or maybe, you know, one parent, one one partner stay at home, you know, five o'clock comes, one person gets home, it's dinner, it's a bedtime. And it's like rinse and repeat. I think you know that because you've known me for a long time. Chris and I don't see each other very often. And people are like, Oh my God, that's so crazy. Like y'all don't see each other. Well, no, but when we do, Oh my God, it's like one-on-one time. And it's maybe a half a day a week. If we're lucky, it's one day a week because the other day we make sure we spend it with our children and that's their time. So it's selfish of us to be like, Hey, we're going to do our thing when we have our goal and vision of what we want to do with our kids, because we don't have them all the time. This goes back to this relationship with time and managing it. Those relationships are important to me. Sundays, Mondays, people know it's like non-negotiables for me. And then when Chris has a half day, a half or a day off, I take a half day because that's important to me. But that's well-spent time versus the, oh, well, you know, see you when you get home and everyone's tired. He, he doesn't have a traditional job. I don't have a traditional, even back in the day, a job. So it was like, I'm asleep when he gets home. I wake up early. He's asleep. I'm not going to make, you know, that's where like, oh, well, you should be getting up and having, spending time with me. Absolutely not. Cause I'm not going to stay up till 11, 12 o'clock when you get home. Like that's not, <laughs> like, I also think we, you and I have talked about this on our boundaries episodes is you can all, you, you cannot be looking for your significant other and trying to fill the void of happiness or making me feel complete. And that I think is also something that most couples don't talk about before or don't even know that that's what they're doing and that's where the relationships when you start when you get married and the first you know two three years are very very hard because you what you're doing is you're substituting what you need from yourself which is hard to do and hard to realize and you're putting that onto someone else and that's what really starts to hurt your relationship and then when you have kids you're doing the same thing um it's no one's fault but I also think that that's why the younger generations are taking a little bit longer to figure out when they want to get married. And we talked about that when we were in the wedding industry, like have a year engagement, have a year and a half, have a two year engagement. Like what's the rush? You're going to be together forever. Why not make sure that this is exactly what you want before you go, you know, and we're not saying don't get married, but we're, we are saying like this takes time understanding who you are, what you need from yourself. Most people aren't doing that. So, you know, before you, decide to have, you know, to be in a marriage or have children, are you doing it for the right reasons and not because you're feeling that way? You know, one of the stats I came across when, based on what you just said, that um, some people think that the decline in people getting marriage is a detriment to our society because it separates the haves from the have nots because the have nots, if they get married now, they're jointly, they're financially stronger. And I thought, that's really counterintuitive to being your own independent person, which I understand that a lot of people do make the decision to get married at a younger life or younger age in life, or for other reasons along the way for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, and it literally said on in the internet when I was doing much research, I'm like, it literally, that was a point of this is why people should be getting married because financially it's beneficial to them. And I thought, okay, technically I get the taxes and I get, but that is, that's not encouraging personal 
development. Again, that's saying you're de- codependent on someone else for your life existence. No, sir. No, ma'am. Because no. later on, then guess what? You are going to feel stuck in that relationship because you're still codependent on another person financially. That is not a healthy place to be at all. I don't think. No, no. I think it's, I mean, that's, well, so we're recognizing this week and we are also, we did this with engaged couples for a really long time. And I think it's crazy that that was like four or five years ago. And now it's like, oh, coming full circle. Yeah. Like this is, this is real life and, you know, relationships, any relationship, person, object, business, it can't be your source of codependency or happiness. It needs to come in. That nothing will ever be, you know, I don't want to say perfect because we don't have perfect relationships, but I don't think anything will be at the best or what you think is the best if you're not the best with yourself. So absolutely. speaking of best with yourself. So back to the uh, dating thing. I mean, date night, which I think is so fun. If I, I mean, just, I love it. But anyway, 50%, like just split everyone, all the marriages down the, down the aisle. Oh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> 50% of all married couples only take a date or do date night two times a year. The other, yeah, the other 50% are doing it a minimum of two times a month. You tell me which 50% are doing better. What? Isn't that crazy? It's so dynamically opposite. See, it basically, you can just say every other couple is either doing something or they're not. So my encouragement out there, listen, just go do it. Go have a date night. If you want to improve your relationship, if you want. And here's the thing. I think go into it expecting, don't expect, oh my gosh, we're going to go from barely talking to each other to we're going to open up the conversation and talk about five million things. No, go into it with baby steps. I'm going to hope for this little thing. Then we're going to talk about the, just do it in little increments. Don't just, if you haven't been doing it, but if you have been doing it, great. But you could do it. I know. Is that crazy? Two times. That means 50% of all couples out there are not taking the time to really invest in each other and spend quality time. That's not quality time. That's the same. I just heard a statistic this morning. That's the same statistic as how you should be changing out your pillows twice a year. You want to be the same statistic as your pillows? Oh my God. I literally at the sleep foundation. I was listening to this whole thing about like pillows and sheets and comforters. And they say you should be changing your pillows out two times a year. So, you are taking your two date nights a year. Are y'all going to buy pillows? Oh my God. That's insane. Hey, maybe the Sleep Foundation and those people could hook up and they could collaborate and they get coupons twice a year. Come on in. We'll get you your pillows. <laughs> Come lay on our beds. Well, we hope at least this bonus episode on Belated National Marriage Week has helped you with... We weren't sponsored by the Sleep Foundation, by the way, but I hope it has helped you understand the importance of time and quality time and relationships. They take, we take time, you guys. Communication, finances, time, patience, forgiveness. Like, yeah, it's real. It is real. All right. Well, and anything else before we jump off? I'll do our little, if you're watching us live, if you, anything else before we sign off? Nope, we're good. All right. Well, again, thank you for being here. If you're watching us live for the first time, welcome. We go live every Wednesday, new podcast every Friday. 
however it is you watch, listen, digest, we have all this amazing uh, educational material for you on our website, YG Collaborations. If you are thinking, oh my God, I need so much help in my marriage. I would love to redesign it, whatever that even means. Gioni Vet, jump on a virtual connection call with us. They're absolutely free. We would love to hear from you, know you, and how we can just really start redesigning the marriage you desire and you deserve. Until then, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Redesigning Your Relationship podcast. Don't forget to comment, ask a question, and leave a review for this podcast. We are committed to providing information and tools for our listeners to take action steps in all of their relationships. If you would like more information to connect with us personally or begin your journey of creating the relationships you've always wanted, then please visit us at ygcollaborations.com.